Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Happy Wine Wednesday, y'all. This week on The Swirl Suite, we talk with Kat, a.k.a. the Corkscrew Concierge. Kat is a full-time tax lawyer by day and a wino, mom, all the things by night. She's juggling a lot of hats, but she knows her wine. She knows her food. She is highly educated. Check out our story. We hope you enjoy. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, Kat, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I've been following your Instagram for a very long time. Very impressed. Your pictures are so nice. Your pool is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it saved our life this year with the uh, distance learning. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> you know, when you couldn't go anywhere, that was a thing to do. So, man, yeah, I can imagine. And and where exactly are you located? So I'm in Houston, and oh. we are dealing with a tropical storm. I guess it's depression beta now so the city is getting more and more water that's what we do down here so a lot of water today a lot of rain so Hmm. i've never been to houston just dallas so i went to law school in dallas i technically lived there for three years so but we like houston better (laughs) (laughs) we think the people are better (laughs) hey glennis how are you today Busy mm. from twelve o'clock until about nine thirty night. I'll be on calls. You see, wow, wow. I'm about oh Zoom calls. I'm telling y'all the truth. <laughs> Zoom fatigue is real. You get seriously, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or not just necessarily Zoom because you know we got Microsoft Teams. So it's oh, some, Teams, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and then my WebEx, co- all of them. Right, they just want to get on there and talk about the cats, and they want to talk. About- <laughs> No, get to the point of this meeting. <laughs> like, I'm going to talk to y'all like this when I'm in the office. Why am I going right. to Right. They're lonely. They're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, are you working from home? You've been working yeah. from home? Okay, yeah. It's March. I think my last day in the office was March 13th. That wow. Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there's less boundaries now. It's just work goes in the personal. There's just no boundaries. You just kind of hop on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah. well, thank God for wine. Yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so, Kat, please introduce yourself to everybody and uh, tell us your wine story. How'd you get into wine? So um, I'm Katrina Renee, a.k.a. the Corkscrew Concierge, based here in Houston, Texas. Um, You know, I didn't always drink wine. You know, in college, I didn't drink wine at all. I drank cheap bush beer and trash can punch like everybody else, and so I didn't know anything about wine. Um, (laughs) Trash can punch, I like that. Yeah, you know, you put the liner there and just mix whatever you had on hand. So that's what I drank in college. Because uh, I've talked to people, they're like, oh, you know, I drank cheap wine in college. Nope, no cheap wine at all. No wine. Not even booze for them. Did none of it. <laughs> um, so I'd say after law school, we we got we um, 
I met my future husband and so we would do dinners and so we used to do the big you know five gallon boxes of white Zinfandel so that's how it started for us um then we got fancy and started drinking uh, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. <laughs> and then just <laughs> we were fancy then. We're like, hey, we got a bottle and everything. So, <laughs> uh, so it just sort of evolved from there. And then um, when we got, my husband and I got married in 2001. And his uh, staff gave us a, um, a gift certificate to B&B to the Texas Hill Country. So we went out there and stayed at a B&B and they had all these wineries and we're like, huh, we didn't even know this was here. And so we visited a few wineries and it just started from there. It was just started a love affair and it just went from there. And so I had a roommate from college, you know, she'd see us checking in the wineries on you know, Facebook or whatever. And she'd be like, well, why don't you, you know, you always go into wineries. Why don't you start a blog? And I was like, oh, well, what's a blog? You know, I didn't even know what a blog was. I was like, well, what is that? Um, so I used to take my son to a speech therapy and occupational therapy like every week. And I'd sit there for two hours. And during that two hours, I figured out like WordPress and just it went from there. So I used that two hours wisely. And so I created the website and I've changed it a couple of times. And it made me cry a few times because I'm not good with technology. But I figured it out and... Who who in the hell knew? I mean, I, I didn't even know this was a thing. And next thing you know, people are like, can I send you one? And can you go here? And I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I was just writing. So it just sort of snowballed. Huh. Okay. And so we, um, I haven't had Texas wine, but I know mm-hmm. Leslie, our other co-host, she mm-hmm. went to a, a business and wine conference in Texas not too long ago, and she's tasted um, a lot of Texas wine. Um, tell us a little bit about Texas wine country. You know, people don't, you know, when people, you tell people about Texas wine and they're, they're just like, really, you make t- wine in Texas? And then we're like, well, you know, you tell them, well, you know, the Texas Hill Country is like the second most visited wine region behind uh, combined Napa and Sonoma. And they're like, really? Oh. Yeah. Who knew? And then you're like, well, we're the fifth largest producer in the country. And so you started t- telling people this. And so people begin to realize it, it's a real industry. And, you know, we've been drinking Texas wine for about 20 years now. Mm. So we were there when we were trying to produce Pinot Noir. We had no business trying to produce a cool climate (laughs) (laughs) variety like that here. So we have seen the evolution. And so we have, you know, we've seen the peaks and valleys. And I mean, there is a lot of momentum. You know, we figured out what grows well here, what does well. We figured out the tourism part and, you know, the biggest problem with Texas is they don't have enough people to farm the grapes. I mean, so many people want a winery, right? And there's a lot of residual income in Texas. I mean, a lot of people have just a lot of money laying around and everybody wants to own a winery and there's not enough people to farm the grapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been great to see the industry grow and people figure out what really does well here. And so it, it's really taken off. And so now they're starting to figure out the distribution part. You know, the bulk of it initially was just grown uh, I mean, just consumed in Texas. You couldn't get it outside. And so more and more people are starting to get into distribution. So it's starting to get into hands of other people. Wow. But one thing I like to do when I travel somewhere, I like to take a bottle, especially if it's another wine person, I'll bring a couple bottles and just to give it, give it to people mm-hmm. just so they have an opportunity to try it. So. Yeah. Yeah. People still think the same way about Maryland wine. So that's right. why you get that. Now I've not had Maryland. I've had Virginia, but not Maryland. Yeah. 
Maryland's yeah, got some. There. Yeah, Glennis, you're drinking Maryland tonight, aren't you? <laughs> Damn. Uh, the lighting is horrible. Uh, black ankle is the. Uh, you can't really. Oh uh, well. Anyway. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Well, it's um, there. It's crumbling rock. Well, they named it crumbling rock, and it's their Bordeaux blend. Okay. I mean, their cl- classic Bordeaux blend. It's so fantastic. Bordeaux, Malbec, Merlot, Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon. So, and it's actually very tasty, especially on this cool day. Yeah. So, I, you know, no. we're in the 80s, so we're, we're excited. We're about to throw a party. Cause it, it was like <laughs> upper 90s as of two weeks ago. So no. I put a space heater in my bedroom. Seriously. I was sitting in the kitchen doing wow. work today. I said, damn, I turned yeah. on the stove and left the oven open. I was like, it's cold. Yeah. Oh, that's, cold. <laughs> that's, that's the bad thing about this area. We, we skip fall. We never have like a nice long fall season. It goes straight from summer to winter. I have on a hoodie and I'm comfortable. I got a long dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. That fast. Going swimming on Saturday. I'll be swimming Saturday. That's amazing <sighs> to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, okay. Oh man. <laughs> no, see, see, it'll be 90 here on Saturday. So, man. Yeah. He's yeah. pulling out a big bowl red. Yeah. Inside. <laughs> yeah it's that fire pit you. season yeah i don't mind it i guess you know nice fire pit and glennis's wine crumbling locks perfect to sip yeah. outside in front of a fire yeah exactly the taste the rest of them um yeah. from melissa but yeah. yeah it is just an interesting dynamic because we're gonna go into an indian summer next week so it'll be hot again that's okay. why that's why i'm not turning on my heat i'm i repeat right yeah same I refuse. Yeah. I was like, um, Pepco, Washington Gas. No. <laughs> not getting extra money. Nah, I'm not ready. Not ready. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm curious. I want to check out some Maryland wine now. Yeah. Um, do you have Baltimore? Do you have a few favorites, um, favorite wineries from Texas that you can share with us? I have a few. Um, I'm a big fan of William Chris. Um, I like Calais, Pedernella Cellars, Lewis Wines, South Hole Farm and Cellar. Okay, that's enough. I can okay, keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned um, that the Pinot Noir varietal didn't um, do well because it's it too warm. It's too yeah. warm. Yes, yeah, too warm. So um, what do you feel is the most produced varietal and wine that um, comes out of the state of Texas when it can? So right now, Tempranillo is the most produced red. So Spanish and Rhone varietals do very well here. Um, Tempranillo is the most produced. And some people kind of regard it as like our signature red. but there are other people that think that either Tanat or Morvedra could overtake Tempranillo because they do extremely well here too. So right now it's Tempranillo for red, but there are a few people banking on Morvedra and Tanat. So, and for white, it's more Viognier. Viognier. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah Viognier does well here too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's I mean, interesting. Me and Ye. I love me and Ye. I have a love-hate relationship with it. Some of it I love, and some of it I'm just like, yeah. it's just boring. So I, I go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, it, you, you know what? You're, yeah. you're 100% correct. It definitely depends on the winemaker and yeah. what they, because, you know, some most of the time, it's not 100% v It might be a 90-10 mm-hmm. or a 75-25, um, and it depends on what they cut it with. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I used to work at Black Ankle, right? And in their Syrah, they added 10% of Viognier to, to give their it Syrah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Tell it's it's like a Rome okay. Valley thing. Yeah. Yeah. Northern mm-hmm. Rome, yeah. Yep. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah. So that's my <laughs> retirement job is to work at a winery. Really? <laughs> I'm working up to my retirement gig. So definitely something <laughs> officially in wine, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Totally understand. Yeah. Totally yeah. Understand. So what do you yourself drink the most of? You know, for a while, it was mostly Pinot Noir. And I will say that's the wine that just gave me that aha moment. And I was like, okay, I, I'm all in. Um, it was the two Pinot Noir. I was sitting at the Ferry Building in San Francisco. And I was like, wow, wine could be like this. <laughs> and so for years, I'd say we drank more Pinot Noir than anything. Today, we drink a little bit of everything, but I probably lean more towards sparkling wines. I, I'm a big fan mm. of sparkling. Love champagne, but we'll drink all the bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I got to go up north yeah. and hang out with Devon in Dallas, Miss Bubbleista. <laughs> I need to get up there and hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so is Texas producing, producing a lot of um, sparklers? people are starting to produce a little more i have not had any that i just love i've had some decent ones but not that i would reach for ahead of some other stuff but more and more you see people trying to produce it figure it out so um, i think it's coming right i think it's coming so we'll get there yeah so how long have you been writing for your wine blog since 2015 Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's pretty so cool. 2000, yeah. So, um, yep. My son was three. Yeah. <laughs> I based everything on what was he doing? What was I doing? So, yeah. <laughs> 2015. And it was funny because I started writing because I just, I like to write. I'm a lawyer by trade. And so I do a lot of writing. And so I would just write my blog and people were like, well, can I follow you on Instagram or Facebook? And I was like, well, I don't have any of that. And they were like, well, how will people know that you wrote anything? And I was like, huh, okay. (laughs) I I was like, okay. So then I got an Instagram account. And then like, I was talking to somebody on Instagram and she introduced me to Twitter. And I was like, I don't even know how to use this. And so I figured out Twitter. um, And obviously I'd had a personal Facebook, um, but it was a long time before I connected my blog to Facebook. So now I have those three. Um, and then it got to be too much, right? You can't do everything. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, what do I focus on? But for a long time, I was just writing no social media. And then somebody was like, well, girl, how will anybody know you wrote anything? And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I went down the social media rabbit hole. So, <laughs> so you and know, you also have, and you also have certifications. Like what, um, what made you want to go forth with that? You know, I think I've just, you know, I, I think lawyers in general are natural mm-hmm. students. And so I, I 
I, I really want to do the diploma right now. I mean, so I, I started with CSW. I started with a certified specialist in wine, and I, I really enjoyed learning about that. And then I just skipped straight to WSET three. I just went straight to level wow. three and, you know, love that and really want to do the diploma. But, you know, it's like, okay, you have two kids and a full-time job, and now you have distance learning. Um, so, but I just, I like, to me, it's just one of those things, the more I learn about it, the better I can be talk intelligently about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started writing, you know, I was Googling stuff like everybody else, well, what is this <laughs> and what is this? So it was nice to have the actual background and under, and not that you can't learn it other ways, but for me, just, I guess I, I just think just being a natural student, it was just a natural pull towards the, the certification. So I just wish I had more time to do them. I mean, I would probably do French, Italian, Spanish. I'd probably do all the wine scholars and I'll, you know, just, <laughs> just don't have time. So I had to pick and choose. So <laughs> I read, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I read and one of your articles that was uh, based on you um, mm-hmm. in the Voyage Houston that you missed your flip phone. <laughs> and I found it so funny because on Patty LaBelle on the last verses, she said she still has a flip phone. Does she really? She does. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Is there something else that you miss something old school that you miss that you want to bring back? Blinis, you could chime in too. <laughs> I miss, you know, y'all, y'all, I miss roller skating. When I was a kid, we but skated. That, that's still around though. Nope. I've never seen anybody here. You know, we used to have skating rinks. I used to see kids outside. I never see that anymore. And I had rollerblades. I had roller skates. Then I had rollerblades. I'd probably break something now. But um, <laughs> I never see kids doing that anymore. And I, we used to have hmm. a good, I mean, even as teenagers, we skated. My my son is eight. I, he's maybe been on skates once. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm a big roller skating fan, too. I miss, I miss roller skating and ice skating. I used to do both every weekend. Every week, okay. Oh, y'all are awesome. A little girl, all the way up until I graduated and came down here to DC, go to college. I used to roll skate, pick up my cousins. It was a Friday, Saturday. My mother was yeah. just log up, load us up in the car, and drop us off. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I have no balance, so uh, <laughs> skating was never anything. I think it runs in my family because me nor my brother skate. You know, wow. you used to go to skating parties when you were younger. Yeah. We'd be on the side eating nachos, just like people watching and like telling jokes and like, but no, neither one of us can roller skate. It's just, oh, I don't know. We never got it. Huh. <laughs> and I am not a graceful person either. I mean, I will fall <laughs> over a crack, but I could skate. <laughs> but no, skating is still a thing here. I know a girl, she really? just celebrated her birthday and had a small skate party. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. If That's I like a business find, idea. I'm going to open up one. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You have a wine bar in there. There you go. Oh, yeah. Perfect. For the parents, absolutely. Yep, yeah, we could do Perfect. this. I, I need to think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to think about that. I was about to go down a whole different path of what, if you know, if we could do something, go back to something different, what would it be? I was like, get the hell out of 2020 and this current oh. administration. Right? I'm not going to go down that right away. <laughs> And y'all, as I sit, y'all, I was cooking on Friday, and somebody texted me about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I screamed, and my kids came running downstairs. Mama, did you burn the food? I was like, No, that's not why I'm hollering. 
I got I, that text and I was like, no. And I said the same I thing. The food. Yeah. I was cussing. I was all yeah. tears. I was like, Lord, why? Just yeah. why? Just why? What is the lesson you're trying to teach? <laughs> We are listening. I think we've learned it. I think you can, we can go back to some normalcy. We hear you. I promise I'm listening, right? I promise. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, that, that one just, every time I say nothing else can happen, and I, I have to stop saying that because I'm like, surely nothing else can happen. So I'm going to stop saying that because every time I say that, something else can happen. So. I'm yeah. telling you, it's just unbelievable. And that, that, that lady, that, that trailblazer, was a trooper. She was a soldier. I'm just like, she lived through, outside of all her good works, but her health issues and what she lived through mm-hmm. to, and her angst to just stay alive past November 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we were she all tried. Too, but she tried her best. And yeah. it was just like, Oh my gosh. And then I was listening to part of her story that they were telling on the news. I didn't read her book. So apparently her husband um, had cancer while they were in law school. She went to his yeah. classes, took notes yeah. for him, plus oh, her stuff. I was like, oh my God. Exactly, Sarita. It's very interesting. She was such a supporter of his during his illness, during his time. And then he flipped the script and did the same thing for her. Yep. Mm. I was like, that's a great story. That's a soulmate. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Supporting her like that. And even if you think about the fact that the issues she was, you know, out front and saying, hey, women need this woman. The average man, sorry, man, love y'all. They with all that gender equality mess. Absolutely. And he was right there. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, they, I mean, they have a beautiful story. I, I just, I, yeah, I love the story. Like you said, she, he, she supported him. He supported her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, he, he was a tax guy. So, I mean, every treatise I read in law school, tax treatise was written by Martin Ginsburg. I mean, he wow. was Mr. Tax. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew more about him initially than her. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was everything tax. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah I can't get to, matter of fact, I had that on my list. To I want to see the, the okay so then there's two different stories in in film. There's her documentary that's R R Ruth Bader Ginsburg R B G. That's mm-hmm. the documentary, and then the other one was on oh, the basis of sex. On the basis of sex. I was like, yeah, yeah. On the basis of sex, which is um a movie that you know you have after came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely got to see both of those. Both, I watched both of them on a flight. I can't remember where we were going. I watched both of them back to back on mm. some long flight. And so, yeah, oh, wow. Wow. worth watching for sure. Got you. Got yeah. you. Now I just got to figure out why I'm up here with it while I'm watching it. I know. What there would be go. a Ruth Wine? I don't know. Mm. What would, good question. That's a very good know. question. What would be a good RG? <clears throat> RBG. What would be a good RG? Think about that, ladies. Mm. Yeah, because she was strong. She was strong, well, but she was very soft-spoken too, though. So. Right. Exactly. Huh. What wine shows in that way? Strong but soft-spoken. Um, hmm. Well, for me, I would think. You know what? If we let's look at the whites first. Strong. Okay. 
let's look at it, you know, different colors because it did, you know, they all present di different. So for the white, we were just talking about a viognette. It, it holds up. It's for me, that bouquet is strong. Yeah. But it's soft-spoken because it can sit in, yeah. you know, another wine and it just complements it. Hmm. But if you understand wine, to me, you were like, what's this bouquet? And boom. Yeah, I think yeah. of, of Vignette. I like that. Um, and you underestimate it too. Yeah, and it's this underestimated. Yeah, and she was true. small in statue. Yeah, and they underestimated it because yeah. she knew how to work the system. Yep, yep. Making people think it's their idea, especially with that one law case. She made. She brought a man in. Um, <clears throat> she brought a man in to talk about how he was discriminated against. But it was really, women were experiencing the same thing. But because she was presented to the Supreme Court, she had him test. I was like, this woman talking to so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that being, I think, <clears throat> for the white. Oh, so can we do, can we do, <clears throat> for the red, a red burgundy? I think that's a good idea, yeah. Because I, they I can like be it. powerful, but they're yeah. nuanced too. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like definitely. Yeah. I like definitely. That. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Here's to you, Justice Ginsburg. Cheers. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. Here's oh, to man. you. So on a lighter note, y'all. <laughs> I know we just went out. I'm sorry. Oh no, I, I love I, it. I, I, I love it. You're all there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a handful of questions okay. that we're gonna ask, and these are pretty much for everybody. The last one is just for you, Kat, but the first okay. four we all can answer. <clears throat> okay, first one. What was your favorite after school snack? Chips. Bring on the salt. <laughs> 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 Any type of chips? It doesn't matter. I, I don't discriminate. Just bring on the salt. <laughs> okay. Do y'all have Uts in Texas? Have what? Uts. Uh uh. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh my God, I had so many. Because we would stop. Because I we walked to school. We didn't bust. So we would stop at the local the Mr. Henry store. And I guess it would be grape and, grape and apple now, ladies, because I had oh. had to get my grape and apple now, ladies, going to school and coming because I shared them in school. But then I needed something for home, so I guess it would be my grape apple and okay. cherry. Those apple were everything. I love that. Oh, apple. I'm with you there. <laughs> oh my god! Apple were great. Yeah, oh. and not starburst now, ladies. Now difference. it's a big yeah. difference. It's a big, yeah. huge oh difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine was savory. Okay. So <clears throat> junior high school, there were, uh, there was a hot dog stand, right? So what you would do is you would get like either Doritos or corn chips. And then the man for an extra 50 cent would pour cheese and chili in the bag. Oh. So that was, um, I mean, as horrible as it sounds, that was, that was what we did. That was what no, we, we did, did for years. No, we did too. Not no, mm -hmm. no. We, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, corn chips with chili yeah. and cheese in the bag. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. Great. Oh Great man, snack. that's a throwback there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, those corn chips would be in my chips though. <laughs> <laughs> All the chips. 
<laughs> okay, next question. What is the first thing you notice about people? If it's a woman, her purse. Really? I, now that's a yes. new one. Yes. Because okay. I love purses. I collect purses because purses always fit. Mm-hmm. They, you can't outgrow them. <laughs> they always fit. And so I probably have about 60 or 70 purses. So I'm drawn to people's purses. Always. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a twofer for me. I mean, I literally, it's a twofer. Teeth and shoes. I go, I start right here, and then I look down at this. <laughs> and sometimes, I, it, it, well, really, it's start with teeth, and then I'm like, mm, I don't even need to look at this shoe. The grill's jacked up. <laughs> I mean, mm-mm, mm-mm, especially on a man. I ain't no need to look at your shoes with your teeth jacked up. So not. <laughs> right. mm. it's, it's the same thing if it's a woman? Well, for a woman, I could care less about, you know. I, I noticed teeth. I'm like, oh, she got a jacket. Why she? Mm. <laughs> but it's not the same reaction. I don't even gonna look at her shoes. You know, mm. get your mouth right. Get your mouth right, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hygiene thing. It is. It, okay. It is a recognizable trait. You're right. <laughs> um, oh, my my thing is hands. I, um, and it's, it's women and men. Um, I think you can tell a lot from someone's hands, especially if your hands are ashy, if your nails are dirty, like, Ooh, what, what happened today? (laughs) Is it, you know, I don't, yeah. Um, (laughs) and then like, if you look at a man's hands and not necessarily how large they are, but, um, sort of like their skin, if they have like a bunch of scars, sometimes you can tell if a man is handy, if he works with his hands, works on Mm -hmm. cars or that right. kind of thing you can usually tell by their hands so right. yeah a hands hmm. person i do notice hands but yeah yes. i do too yeah yeah mm-hmm. but i would say more so on men than women though right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all yeah, right definitely. next question what is your favorite sushi roll i am a big fan of unagi Ooh, uh, yeah yes I like that little sweet and savory and um, uh, big fan. Um, and my kids won't touch it. It's the one I can eat by myself. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember the first time somebody tried to get me to try it. I was like, oh, you can't pay me enough to try it. And I, just, <laughs> I love it now, though. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's something to be said for trying. So. <laughs> what about you, Glennis? I think um, spicy salmon. Ooh. I I was I was into the spicy tuna for a minute. Then I realized I have a slight slight sensitivity to tuna, so I never know when it's going to be a full blown allergic reaction. So oh. I do tuna in spurts, but mm-hmm. um, I do I love spicy salmon and I love shrimp. Mm. Okay. Nice. Um, I like the rainbow rolls. Oh yeah, you know, rainbow when they put fish. the fish on top. Yeah. yeah, nice and colorful. Yeah, I like those. Doesn't matter what fish they choose. I like those. Does those have avocado as well? I think so. I think it's inside. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uno or spades? Spade. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Bid whiz. laughs> uh, that's an easy one. Definitely spade. We used to cut up and play spade so much down in the Blackburn Center. And Howard, they were like, Glenn said, Tessa down there, y'all ain't going because y'all ain't going to win. He's like, mm. 
Yeah, maybe we might lose when it's time for us to go to a class if we have one, but. Oh, y'all play space between classes? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would never go to class if that was the case. <laughs> Yes, Spades indeed. is a long, it's a long game. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. So it was like hit him and quit him. We had we didn't go past <laughs> 250. Yo, eyes and shine. Next, come on. Take this. You know what, beaten? <laughs> I never played in college, though. I played as a kid growing up, my whole family. So everybody in the family played. I never played in college, but that's probably because of where I went to college. And so then after graduating law school, then I played again. And mm -hmm. so, you know, whenever there's like Thanksgiving or Christmas, somebody's either spades or Pekino. Those are like the two right. family oh, games. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother yeah. taught me how to play Pekino. Yeah. Yeah. That's another yeah. long one. You can play that forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody can play that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody can mm -hmm. get it on Pekino. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody so. cannot play spades. No. 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 I've seen relationships break up. <laughs> don't play with the partner. <laughs> Don't play with your partner. Mm -hmm. It might not go well unless y'all really feel each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I compared Spades and Uno because Black people take Uno so seriously. And I was thinking to the other day, like, do other cultures take Uno as as serious as we do? I know everybody I think plays it's cards. it. But... I think it's okay. cards. Cards. All right. In general. That's a good point. I think That's it's cards point. in general. Because, yeah. like you said, whiz, big whiz, yep. all of the above. Yeah. Talk, pretty pat, sure, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> <laughs> now it was funny because when I met my husband, he does not play cards. So wow. he's from Louisiana. He does not play cards, and so when we would have family events, and they were like, "Where did you find him? How I does he it. not play cards?" Did you you did you offer to teach him or not? Nah? He's just not that interested. Okay, got just you. Know. I mean, gotcha. we play dominoes. Our family plays dominoes too. And okay. he was just, yeah, not his thing. Got it. So okay. We just chalk trash in our house and my family. That's just, you know. That's yes, how it is. Jim Rummy, that's the other one. That's another game. Get people all. Oh, out. yeah. Damn, Jim Rummy, boy. But it's cards in general. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. cards in general. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. All right, last question is just for Katrina. Okay, so it's a hot Friday. You're done with work. You decide to take a dip in your pool. What okay. are you sipping and what song do you play? Oh, so I'm probably slip, sipping some champagne. I, like I said, I, I love the bubbles. Um, listening to probably something about Earth, Wind & Fire. Like I was a child of the 80s, but I love all the music from the 70s. So I'm a big fan of Earth, Wind & Fire, Confunction, that kind of stuff. So it's probably, or even Stevie Wonder, like you know, probably one of my favorite songs is uh, Stevie Wonder As. And so- it, Oh, that's it a could great that. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that and a glass of champagne, that, that would do me right after the end of the week for sure. All right. Yeah. Lovely. Oh that is God. living. Yes, right. <laughs> 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 well, Kat, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the Swirl Suite. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, did you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, your handles and all that? Oh, um, well, no, I don't think we got to that. So mm -hmm. I am the Corkscrew Concierge. So Instagram, it's at the corkscrew concierge and 
I think it's just at Corks Concierge on Twitter and um, Facebook. So, but you can just search the Corkscrew Concierge and I'll come up though. So yeah. And my husband actually came up with the name incidentally. It was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> awesome. Well, you stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Please stay safe. All right. All right. Good night. Bye-bye.